Thank you guys so much for listening to Honey and Hustle. We are a visual podcast that features conversations with small business owners, creative entrepreneurs, and those in the nonprofit community. We're so glad that we started sharing our podcast here on Anchor FM. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and it will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on all the major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you're listening to this right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hi, my name is Angela. I'm with Honey and Hustle, and today our guest is Jenny Midgley of Jenny Midgley Storytelling. Storytelling Player Green Content. It's okay, it's a mouthful. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> my business name is Jenny Midgley LLC because it's just easier. Oh. But the what I do is storytelling for Tiger Green Content. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So tell me a little bit more about that. I feel like I have a pretty good idea, but I just want our viewers to know. Absolutely. So um, I'm a content marketing strategist and a brand and marketing photographer. So what that means is I help you get seen by and engage with your ideal clients and customers, your target, the people who you really want to talk to with um, both creative storytelling images and with uh by creating content that sells without being salesy. So I have a program called Stories and Strategy where um, either one-on-one or in like an online course group format, um, we walk through uh, creating and developing your personal brand and your stories and talking about what sets you apart from everyone else that does what you do um, and then working a strategy and actually for you to implement and use that content in a way that's going to be effective and engaging and, you know, on your website and through emails and social media and really only focusing your energy on the platforms where your people are. Because I promise y'all, if your target market is 65 year old women, they don't live on Instagram and you don't need to be on Instagram. (laughs) So, because yeah. So it's, it's one of those things that like, a lot of times we get seduced by these experts who, because they are experts for, you know, like with well intentions and, and good reason these are experts, but they're speaking to the masses and they're not speaking to individual business owners at their, at their specific space and time where they need help. And so you're trying to apply these big textbooks onto your business. And it's, I mean, it's just not realistic. And so really looking at things intentionally and strategically means that you aren't dealing with that giant overwhelm of I have to be everything to everyone and I have to throw spaghetti at the wall and hope that something sticks. It means that you are targeting your message because you understand your niche and, and where you need to put out that message and who to whom you're speaking and it will resonate with them. Yeah, I appreciate that breakdown because I think one thing as photographers, we always say like, oh, what type of photography do you do? What's your niche? And it's really important to know who you are and what you do because that's really what's going to set you apart and really add value to your clients. Yep. Um, and I think it really can dispel a lot of fear for people who 
feel like maybe they're interested in going into a field or starting a business in an industry that is oversaturated. Right. Yeah, yep. I mean, that's like the buzzword. Oh, it's too many people. I can't charge X amount. I can't well, do X amount. We started on the conversation. <laughs> we haven't started on the money. Yeah. Uh, I can't charge because there's a $50 photographer. Y'all educate yourselves. Don't be a $50 photographer. Yeah. <laughs> that's a solution. Yeah. It's so, not sustainable. Yeah. Um, well, one of the things that I that I tell my clients is that it's really a consistent um, and and important message for me in my own business is to remember your niche is not to whom you're speaking. Your niche is not your customer. Your niche is what you do that's different. So when you are able to identify very specifically down to like the, the, the you know, crossing the T's and dotting the I's of what you do that's different and how you do it that's different, that's your niche. And then you're able to speak that message and amplify it to the people, and and when you amplify that that specific niche message, the the people will come, <laughs> like they will come to you, because they're the ones that are looking for you. There's a reason that, um, you know, there's a, a photographer in Maryland who literally like sells out his year in January, hundreds of thousands of dollars in January and February because of his marketing, not and because he gives white glove service of installation and delivery because, so there are people that will pay for that. And there are people, you know, that maybe can't afford it, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to charge a living wage. It's something sustainable for your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Like, yeah, living wage is a hot topic. I used to be a social worker. So, you know, it's like that, you know, that yeah. stuff is always creeping back out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. I feel it. I feel it. Um, yeah. So would you say that your background in social work has added to your niche and Absolutely. what you do? Um, in what ways would you say that that has positively allowed you to really create a space for yourself and your community and uh, has allowed you to add benefit to mm -hmm. what you one of the things that I like to say is that like I figured out where my strengths lie and I married my strengths and my passions. So I am passionate about storytelling. I am passionate about, you know, creating beautiful imagery. I'm passionate about helping other business owners. I'm passionate about um, seeing other people succeed. So I took all those passions and I looked at my strengths and and where, um, you know, what am I really, really good at? I'm good at creative solution finding. I'm good at listening. I have empathy. I have, um, you know, the ability to look at things from a um, strategic point of view and looking at the full picture and, and drilling down to, you know, helping people identify what the issue is and moving through. So one of the unique things that I bring when I work with my, um, especially when I'm working with the content marketing clients is, um, you know, if there's a block and people don't think of marketing as like a human skill, right? That like you need to hone to be able to do effectively. That's why you outsource your marketing, right? Cause you're like, well, I'm not creative. I'm not this, I'm not that. But what happens is when you have a marketing company that comes to you with an idea and you say, no, you have to look at why you're saying no. And a lot of people don't understand that a lot that that's either related to limiting beliefs or a mindset block or 
some kind of imposter syndrome or some kind of message that you've internalized that you've said, you know, even though this marketing company is telling you, if you do this, your business will succeed and you will do it, but you're like, mm, no, I don't think so. I think I'm going to go another way. Like I actually walk my clients through that process of like, why are you telling me now? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you're the face of your business. Why are you not your brand? And they're like, oh, because it's the business, it's the business. Like the what of marketing is the business marketing, right? The how and the why is the personal branding and that and that that element that you bring as the face of your business, or if you're a sales professional, whatever those relationships that you're building, the networking that you're doing. So that's the the personal side of it. Yeah. And now more than ever, you have to set yourself apart. And how do you do that if you don't personal brand? I used to struggle with that a lot. I feel like because, you know, I started uh, my photography, like, I guess, like, social media based off of, you know, personal relationships. That's who your first fans are going to be, yep. people that you know. Um, and so I wanted, I guess, to separate myself from that. One, in order to uh, establish kind of this air of professionalism. Mm -hmm. It is a professional brand, right? But also, I think at some point, I kind of fell into the trap of hiding behind that brand. Mm -hmm. So people would like meet me in person, they'd be like, if it wasn't for your website, I wouldn't know who, what you look like or what to expect because I come to social media and I never see you. But that's where your, you know, your customers are, or at least that's part, you know, a big part of how I'm working my photography is social media. So I was like, oh, I gotta face this. Like, if people are telling me they don't know what I look like and they see me in person, like, that's insane. Oh, yeah, that's I will, not good. It is not, but it's not insane. And that's what a lot of people do. Like, think about the about me pages of websites that you visit, right? I, and I, I will offer my, the first thing I usually do is a, a quick social media and website audit. When I look at, but I'm looking at it through the lens of, am I seeing you out there? Or am I seeing a bunch of fluff? Or am I seeing the business? Like, I wanna know the first thing that I do when I start to work with clients is that I see them. And if we don't see them, then we work it through. But I will start with an, with an audit and I will look through, and I actually just had this conversation the other day with somebody. Yeah, so one of the first things that I do with my clients is I'll do like a quick social media and website audit. And I look specifically for where are you? Where are you as the business owner showing up and telling people who you are? Um, and I was working with a client and it was, um, it was really funny because uh, we were literally in the middle of a conversation about um, customer satisfaction and like how you share, you know, testimonials and things like that. And he had gotten it in his head because of a, the second client he ever had as this business owner, who was one of those clients that no matter what you did, it was wrong. <laughs> like it just happened to be that this was his second project with this business and nothing he did was right. So he internalized this message of everything has to be above board. Everyone has to be 110% happy or I have failed. And that was preventing him from putting anything out there. And it was this huge mindset block. And I'm looking through his website and he has this company doing it. And like for the last four months that before I had looked for it, they were putting the wrong phone number on there. And like, he didn't catch it. I was like, um, let's have a conversation and like, let's talk about why you're not being present and where are you on this website and what is, what is happening? And then we uncovered the story of this like misguided belief. Like it, it's not to negate that it happened. <laughs> it's just that like, if, 
And 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 it was like we finished conversations like I feel like I need to go sit in my car and like cry for a minute. And I'm like, it's okay, that happens. Like a lot of times my clients do it. I'm crying a little bit. Um, not that she's mean or anything. No, it's not the meanness. <laughs> but you know what it is like. And this is going back to my skills as a social worker because when you work through limiting beliefs, when you work through mindset blocks, it's like peeling back layers of an onion, right? I look at it like. Um, uh, like Shrek, right? That, you know, he's like, he and Donkey are walking and, and he's talking about cakes and onions and he's like, no, ogres are like onions. We have layers. And you're not like, um, and that's where, you know, these limiting beliefs have layers. And when you get to the core of it and you, and you kind of break it open, you know, it, it stings a little bit because part of it is like, why have I been letting this rule my existence? And the other part of it is, um, you know, it's hard to change. <laughs> it's hard to shed some of those layers. But once you do, and you can show up authentically, and you can show up being genuine in who you are, the people that you want to work with are going to naturally gravitate towards you. The one thing that you said that stuck out to me, and I think it's really important when you are thinking about or finding your niche in whatever industry that you're mm -hmm. in, is that it can really give you a lot of confidence. Like, yeah, it's hard to shed those layers and really peel back and look at the core of who you are and the core of what values you're bringing to your business. But that can really give you a lot of confidence in your marketing and selling yourself and really can make marketing yourself a lot more seamless and just effortless because you know who you are, mm -hmm. you know who your business is, you know how you have connected yourself to this business and created a company culture if you have more than one person that you work mm -hmm. for based on the values that you know are important to you. And really once you get that down, it's just like having a conversation with someone. You yep. never really truly have to feel like you are selling yourself yes. to someone, you know? Yes. And so that can be a really huge stress relief. And I think that is something that, you know, I can say personally, it's been great for me as a photographer because you get out of that mindset of, oh, well, there's this person that does this. Oh, there's this person that's cheaper. Oh, there's this person that has worked with XYZ. You know, you get out of that comparison game. Yeah. Really, really quickly. When you live in a comparison game, it's like a parasite that latches onto you that just is, it's like a tick that just keeps growing, right? And so one of the ways to stop that and stop the comparison game is to constantly, especially if you're stuck in it, every chance you get, ask yourself what you know to be true. Right? You have to do the work. Yeah. So living in the comparison game, especially when you produce something that is subjective, yeah. right? Like photography at the end of the day is a, is a subjective art. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. are going to judge you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some people are gonna like it and others aren't. But when you can stop picking yourself apart, and you can stop picking your work apart and just say, you know what? I produced the best thing that I possibly could for this client and I have to be happy with it because there's always room to, there's always room to improve. For going back to the client that you spoke about that really got discouraged kind of early on mm -hmm. with his you know, career as a small business owner, what advice would you have to maybe somebody who's looking to, you know, be a photographer, looking to go full time as a creative entrepreneur, as a small business owner, um, in terms of how they can really boost their confidence, who they are, what they bring to the Number one is surround yourself with a lot of people who are smarter than you. <laughs> 
Nice. smarter than you, right? Like go seek out the information because you're not, there's no way that you're going to be able to know all the things, yeah. right? So invest a little bit of time and money into the right, right? A small business attorney, an accountant or a bookkeeper, um, somebody who's going to teach you the practical sides of owning a business and like things like taxes and why you need four bank accounts, which I was not aware of that you should have four bank accounts. Um, you know, other ways that you can make money, whether it's affiliate marketing or like looking at all of that, like somebody who can help you walk through for photographers. Do you know how many CRMs there are just for photographers? Do you know how long it took me to decide on a CRM? 18 months. Honeybook, we're looking at you. There's an ad in this video. We know that it's you, Honeybook, okay? I ended up with Dubsado. <laughs> that's number, that's like my number one thing is like find people who can, whether it's networking, there are tons. One of the things that I have found that I love about the Triangle and doing business here in the Triangle is all of the people who are willing to help. Mm -hmm. And the photographers that I've made connections with, that are all above board who want to help one another. That it is like it, one of my core values is connection and collaboration. Yeah. So my, you know, I live my life that connection and collaboration are so much more than competition. And I will always connect and collaborate over compete. So I have found photographers that are also align with that mm -hmm. and we help one another. Thank you so much to Jenny of Jenny Midgley Storytelling, Photography, and Content Creation. She's been an amazing guest, giving amazing tips here today. She's an amazing photographer, and she also has her own podcast titled Girls Who Do Stuff, so definitely check her out wherever you stream podcasts on. And just thank you to Vibe Coworking for hosting us in their amazing space. They've been great hosts and keeping us socially distanced. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you guys. Thank you guys for watching. Like this video if you liked it. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And we'll see you guys in the next video. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.